What's up? It's the Page Avenue Crew Podcast. That's our band. What's up, world? Hi. We're trying to figure our shit out. My name's Adam Russell. Scoobs. My, I'm Dan. Hi. I'm Ryan. We're from Missouri. Y'all are familiar? We're in Missouri. From Missouri. Born in Missouri. We're in a basement. Some people don't know what those are. Approved by Missouri. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't have a basement if you're on the West Coast or if you're in Florida. If you have a basement in Florida, it's a bad move. If you're in Florida, it's a bad move. <laughs> Dude, Ryan Key, except our boy Ryan play, Key is in Florida. we play shows there, then it's a great move. To <laughs> yeah, there. You can go to we Orlando. <laughs> Anybody who knows that line? This is a DVD quote right there, son. Us. Hey, what's up? That's How are you guys one of the doing? things we need to do is watch our DVDs. Yes. Oh, that's dude. true. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah we're going to do this shit. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we already have it as a tier on Patreon, all the different kind of stuff you can do with the different tiers, but... We're going to do kind of like unauthorized commentary of movies and shit, including our own DVDs. That's a fact. Our own music videos to break it down and just be like, damn, look at my pants right yeah. there. That's going to be great. Dude, so I showed my daughter. Your dick. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Wow. Unsubscribe. It just happened. Uh, anyway, I sh- actually, I showed both my kids our DVD. You, my lo- son- you lost fans and games fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my son's pretty little, but I showed my kids our our DVDs. <laughs> I just keep hearing it. My son's is pretty little, but uh, <laughs> I guarantee you, right now, my son has a bigger dick than you. I fucking guarantee it. He's like got a walker. His flaccid dick is like Scoob style. It's like I know everyone says that, but even the doctor was like, for real. This dude is hung. Oh golly, yeah. we'll take a look at this one. Oh. Well. No, it's like, no joke, it's like that long. <laughs> it's bigger than yours, dude. A dangler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is I showed him our DVDs, and my daughter, like, didn't really look at me the same for, like, four days. <laughs> you know? Like, the part, uh, just all of it. it, was, they, it they were like, they know me as just, like, I'm not, I'm not cool to them. I'm just dad. They watch that shit, and I was like, they just looked at me different for a couple of days. What did they think about us? They just thought everyone was fucking crazy. And I actually, my daughter's old enough to explain, like, she's like, were you guys on all kinds of drugs? I was like, the funny thing is, is like, why are you guys sick all the time? It's like, <laughs> why are you always throwing up? <laughs> the first DVD. Most of it's me throwing up. No, no, that's the second one. More is it the first one? Way more uh, of the drinking is you two. Because we are both straight edge on the first one. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's no drugs in any of it really, right? Like no, there's probably all. I don't think anybody even smokes weed. Maybe some pot, bro. Yeah. Pot. Maybe Biff. Yeah. But I just it <laughs> Shut was, up, Biff Steel. It's funny to think that like all that chaos and all that like just fucking insanity. Half the time we were just completely sober. Me and you were the only people that drank in the like in the band. But even half that, half the crazy stuff, we weren't drunk. We were just like it was like in the middle of the day and we were just like, let's go smash something or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, cause that's the thing. We I and mean, we came up in the like jackass blink 182 yeah, yeah. days yeah yeah so in our earliest like promo videos or home videos whatever you want to call them like our ape shit d or ape v- shit VHS, vhs cassette tape that we talked about the other day it wasn't partying it was like yo let's go get a shopping cart and run it into something yeah. let's let's put stuff in our butt right let's let's burn <laughs> let's light someone's back on fire with hairspray let's yeah yeah you know what i mean it's all that crazy shit that yeah would get us like suspended from school if, if that was now and it was on YouTube. We'd yeah. be fucked if YouTube existed. It was actually cool to explain to her, like, no, we weren't like fucked up. We were just, we were just wild, you know? Like we yeah. weren't on drugs. We were just like, just wild, well, you know? Like, we weren't always necessarily filming when we were drinking. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah. When we drank, way we partied. after or way before, like the actual drinking portion of a, whatever evening it was or night, like yeah. we didn't film anything. Yeah. The second DVD, we got better at filming, like the mayhem a little bit, you know. But, but early days, the like the point being, like we 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 didn't need alcohol to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, that was now actually look at you, Scoobs. I know, but yeah. we um, we Henry's made a, hard soda. We, <laughs> we made a point really to go it. film Shout crazy shit. Hard soda. We wouldn't just. We weren't just delinquents. We were like, if we're gonna do this, let's film yeah. it and make something cool out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. It's kind of like um, the first the first pod we did about how Feldman signed us, not necessarily because of our music, but just because of like our live show and like all the, like our DVD was, and like, the stuff we would film was a big part of that, you know? Yeah. 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 
We was nuts. We was nuts. It all plays into our live show. We like to jump around and be weird. Yeah. yeah. Dude, and th- that's what people want to see. That stuff helped so much because we always had cameras, whether even if it's just like one camera at the soundboard at front of house or if we had people actually filming. Remember watching our shows and studying it and just being like, yo, we should move more in this part <laughs> or we should do this. Like we did homework on that kind of shit, really. Yeah. So we had this kind of third person view of ourselves way early on and it really helped. Yeah, we did like game breakdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and after every show, we would all like, Sit down and be like, "What the fuck, dude? What we the fucking f- suck, fucking dude. What happened during that song? <laughs> like every night, and like I, I never noticed it until like AG would be on tour with us and like our one of our friends from here, and he'd be like, "What the fuck are you guys all sitting around having a meeting after your show for? Like complaining? <laughs> it's like I don't know. We just like talk about what we didn't do right and then make sure it's better, dude. Yeah. We, well, but but I, li- but I like how somebody would num, go, num, 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 "What num. happened here?" and be like. I don't know. It just fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> I know I fucked but up. But we would all like have like a meeting always yeah. and like one of us would be mad about something and other people always found that very interesting. That I, we cared we, that we much about a, every show, you know? We yeah. do a version of that still though. Yeah, we still do it. Yeah. yeah. We do like, it, but we laugh more now than we're like, no, now, now it's like, fuck? yeah, what the fuck? Who cares? Yeah. But it got out of hand, like, especially with the alcohol. Oh, like, especially think? when you were straight edge and like, it would be the most like, emotional part like the quietest part of the set and yeah. then like you'd be in a laundry hamper rolling across yeah. you pushing me off stage with it yeah. I, i'm up in the front like eyes closed going yeah. and, then, and then i hear somebody fall down behind me I'm like if what the had, fuck like, is you going fall and you turn around and it's a giant camel statue <laughs> If we had like direct audio tracks of those like first shows oh, oh my god that's why that's why to this day I can't wear inner monitors because I can't, like, those, those. Oh, you got PTSD from that shit. Yeah, dude, because, like, it was I, so bad. Like, I would just be, like, the times where I'd be, like, concentrating on something, I'd get hit in the face with, like, a loaf of bread or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, I would cut, I'd cut your strings off while, uh-huh. or, yeah, like, yeah. on stage, you know? So bad. Yeah. So, it the was, best. I, I no, no, no. Was, the best is when, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'll forget if I don't say it right now. Columbia, Missouri, the Blue Note, mid 2000s. Uh, we yes. set up, <laughs> yes. we, we set up a uh, like a pop up t- <laughs> tent awesome, over your man, drum dude. set Mitch, during during the show. second to last song. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we just, so yeah. we just dragged it out and we f- pulled out a ten by ten like merch tent on stage and just set it up and we thought it was fucking hilarious. But Josh was completely blocked. <laughs> he saw nothing but a blue triangle. Yeah. <laughs> so pissed, dude. No one could see him at all. We just, you were uh, furious. Was dude. anybody well, at no, that show? That, Did that anybody like, know uh, the culmination of so much other shit? Oh my god! I heard in my ears for two years. That was a crazy night all around. Like there was a lot of other crazy shit that happened before the tent. Obviously, it wasn't just like, oh, now here's a tent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just madness that whole night. Two things. Two things. One, we got we became big fans of alcohol, and two, um, (laughs) dude, when you do the same, big fans, dedicated fans. (laughs) But when you played the same show every night for weeks, months, and that extends to like. A, a year plus and you're like you do that shit 300 nights a week just to entertain yourself yeah like, at that point I, you, you start gotta, to i think it depends on the person no i'm just saying like the mind like, well that's that's where we were that's where we were yeah. we were just well, like i'm different it was I, almost like a contest like all right what fucking weird shit could we do tonight well, you know? it was different it's always it was always different for me because i didn't have to really entertain the crowd yeah yeah I didn't yeah. have to do any of yeah. that. And you yeah. were also stuck behind the drums and we were just fucking up your life every night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the second thing I was going to say. just look at each other and go, what the fuck, dude? Hey, uh, half the time I thought it was really funny, but then I'd be like, I, I, wrong, wrong time, this, guys. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I really mean it on this good. verse. We, sh- <laughs> we should have waited till like the chaotic parts. Anyway, listen, in our DVD. Hey, it all worked. You know guys. how on, the page, uh, on Page Avenue, like there's the outtakes at the end, at the end when we do that shit for my spy about the leafy bug? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't there a dude that like walked by our bus? What do you say? Something about the leafy bug sensei or some shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. motherfucker emailed me the other day. Really? No, no. Because yeah. like our bus window was open and we we're all just sitting in the front lounge and he just walked up and like whispered it in the window or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my email address is on. So I'm a photographer. Uh, I do that on the side. My portfolio has a link to my email address. So I get clients that way. This dude, I contacted me through there uh, and sent me this whole long email. It was a really awesome rad email. Um, but it's that dude. He's like, yeah. If Do you remember his name? No, but uh, it's in my email somewhere. But anyway, he's like, Winston. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that yelled Leafy Bug Sensei or whatever. We all went, like, Did he say Sensei? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anybody who has no idea, yeah, what we're, we're talking about. This is super inside baseball, but the, I, I, have, I just wanted to tell you guys. There's a the, the there's movie a, I Spy. It was like the last great comedy 
that Eddie Murphy did, where yeah. he was truly not not dad it was Eddie Murphy. With Owen Wilson. Ed, oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy and Owen Wilson, yeah. Dude, that movie's great. It's, it's fucking awesome. awesome. It's Phenomenal. so stupid, but it, at some point, uh, who Just says watch. that? Who says that? Eddie? He does. Eddie. He, he goes into that like Russian bathhouse. Yeah. What you know about the leafy bugs, sissy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's right. So watch that movie. It's, it's got to be quote, streaming somewhere. We have been quoting movies our entire yeah, lives way too much. But We speak half, half in movie our, quotes. Half our dialogue. Yeah. 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 And, and, I, I, and I, I have a people. list from Butthead, from Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I, I still have it. I people at work and they're like, uh, what? Dude, same. That's all the time. I quote and I just look around. No one's laughing. Everyone's look, half people are looking at me weird. Like, why would you ever say something like that? That's why half the time I think, do only we think we're funny? No, we fucking are funny. <laughs> we just had a conference call and we confirmed that we are as funny as we think we are. The other part about our, our post show meetings, half of it was, what the fuck were you guys doing? The other half was directed at me going, do what happened to your shit. What happened <laughs> yeah. to your amp, dude? Dude, your what amp, amp didn't song, work why, for three years straight. Why were you gone for three songs? Yeah. Four shows out of seven, you had some kind of catastrophic <laughs> malfunction of your entire rig and life. And six, hey, six and out of seven. Six he, out of seven he shows. Was, he was out of the band for a few years and then came back and it still fucking happens. <laughs> Dude, because I just like, I just have abused my equipment so much for so long that there's always something that's broken. And it's not like I have new shit. It's not like I came back from my life. It's the same fucking gear. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, too. I've noticed this over the years. I feel like out of all the band members we've ever had, me and Ryan are the only people that really care about our gear. I care about it. I just fucking destroy it. Yeah, but like me and Ryan, like ahead of time, everything's all like done right. Dude, but even when I was doing that, it still broke. It still went out. Dude, it wasn't even gear breaking. It was just like we j- like okay, what just happened at the last show we played? It was rental gear, and like your head wouldn't turn on. <laughs> like you remember? It's like the like, it's a right. fucking curse. It was dude. working perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Two yeah. seconds before we it, went on stage. It was, it was UK, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, was that festival we, we just? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the last thing we did? Was it? We just played. It was like six months ago, right? Seven months ago. I don't know. Holy no, shit! That was the the festival. Was it spring? That was like last a year May. ago. Oh, yeah, it was over a year ago. But anyway, <laughs> and it doesn't uh, matter. You know, the other day, my, no, my, but my it, mixer went out. I had to replace my mixer. Yeah. So I don't know. Always something. People don't know this. Bands, 90% of the time, five seconds before they go on stage, everybody in the band's going, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. yeah. everything yeah. goes wrong, and then you go on yeah. stage, and you're like, fuck yeah, this is fun. And if your band's big enough, instead your crew is going, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but we only people get, you pay. We got one person. Yeah. 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 We I just, read, I just read, uh, what was that? I sent you guys at like a screenshot. Jurassic of, Park. Uh, that to kill a mockingbird. Article that I that I was the drum magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that screenshot. Yeah. He, in 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 that article, he like referenced that show, and I remember that show. My monitor was fucked the entire time, and like he like. But you were still ferocious. <laughs> still set the standard for ferocity. That's what it says. <laughs> but like it was just like a reminder of like it's just like his opinion. You man. still play the show, but like things are <laughs> fucked up the whole time. Yeah, like, I can't stop. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Dude, the the good part about that with us though is like because we are such a high intensity, like high energy band. If we like, if we weren't, if we were some navel gazing, just like low energy dudes, and shit went wrong, we were freaking out. It would look way out of place. But yeah, there's been plenty of shows where my monitor's not to my liking. <laughs> and I just pick it really? up and like <laughs> throw it in the crowd or something stupid. And it's Grady like, always, oh, Grady dude, you always, that show? Grady always reminds me on, on one of those last tours we did a few years ago. Uh, yeah, and I, I just picked it up. And I'm just looking at him, going, "It's not on, dude. It's not fucking on." There, there's been like great cars, more than a handful of shows where like the dialogue in my head is like, "All right, Dan snapped. Like, <laughs> there's no coming back. This like, is the one. This is it. You know, it's, if I see you pick up a He's monitor, kill somebody, and you start slamming monitors around, and, and, and it, like if it goes there, like." I'm just like, all right, this show's done. Like, this is stupid. We just got to hurry up and get through this. Like, I've seen you like- How many songs are left? I've seen you mentally just like go past the breaking point where there's no coming back and you're just like- After a couple songs, I usually get over it, but- Yeah, if I'm mad during a show, I'm usually not looking at anybody. I'm looking down going- I'll come out and be all about the drums, trying to be all like, you know, James Hetfield and Lars with you and you're just like, don't fucking look at me. I'm over No eye contact. You're following Um, his eyes around. You're like, hey- You know what I'd rather have? I'd rather something break than, uh, there's been a couple times where we're like running past and I bump my tuning keys on one of you guys or on my mic stand. That's worse than something breaking because 
You just like you look like yeah, yeah. the biggest asshole <laughs> in the entire world. Yeah. We look like assholes here, dude. Um, <laughs> Sounds like you just don't know how to play your guitar. All of a yeah, sudden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least if something goes out, you're just especially like yeah. if it, if you do it and you don't realize it, and then you try to start like until yeah. the day I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's happened. Although we need to get on course here, but remember the fucking youth solo. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, that I, song on Wolves that yeah. you guys probably know. It's, yeah. it's Ryan Ryan's shining moment, and yeah. uh, we were fucking playing it one night, and he just went. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we had to st- and just held that one note, and all we all just stood there like, yeah. oh fuck, the and we just let it go. It's like that. that clip no, of I, and on. I, I turned around next to you, and I was like, stop! <laughs> I went, and you went, I can't. You went, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you just held feedback for like 45 <laughs> seconds because there was nothing to do. Because we had the track with like the yeah. stuff going and shit. Uh, and it goes right into I swear I'm okay. Yeah. Oh man, we all just turned around yeah. and didn't look at the crowd. And we're like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Don't, don't look. Don't make a. Yeah. Oh. Don't, don't look at him. Don't look at him. They can't see us. They can't see us. It's fine. Were you going to bring If you up, don't move, they can't see us. Were um, you going to bring up the, the show? No, I was going to say oh, okay. Okay. there was. Uh, Last thing, and then we'll talk about <laughs> something with focus. Maybe this is just the touring <laughs> episode. It's fun. So there was a, I don't know what show it was, but talking about throwing monitors and shit, I came out and for no reason at all, just like, let's get fucking wild. I started kicking monitors around Yeah, and I kicked one. So, <laughs> oh, blues. okay. So there, there yeah. were, there were two, like the, for anyone who doesn't know what a stage looks like, there's these speakers that are like down by your feet, monitors, they're like aimed up at your face. That plays back whatever you want to hear your guitar or whatever right and they're linked by these long cables but sometimes the two ones in the middle are connected by a short cable i happened to kick one off stage that was connected by a short cable to the one right next to it so instead of just going off the stage it swung at the security <laughs> guard and hit him like something out of that show Wipeout or like double dare and just like knock the fuck out of him with this big heavy speaker and he turned around and was like I'm going to kill this motherfucker. So I, it, like, I shut went, the, it shut the whole show down. When no, I went down, it happened. And then I fucking like Ryan almost brought his guitar. No, yeah. no, the finish. Go, go, go on, on, go on. So yeah. I don't know if I went down there immediately or what happened, but the dude basically like came after me. You threw your guitar to go like defend me. Yeah. And the headstock off my like <laughs> $8,000 PRS, one of a kind on earth custom guitar. <laughs> Dennis was there. Broke Den- it off. Nuts yeah. was there. Shout yeah. out Dennis Mercantile. <laughs> He was in front of house, saw it, and ran to the fucking front of the stage. Yeah. (laughs) It was almost a full-on, like, story of the year versus every security guard in the fucking building. Uh, I stood up going, what the fuck is happening right now? It was fully an accident on my part. Like, I didn't mean to hit this dude at all. I definitely meant to destroy property, but uh, I didn't mean to hurt this dude. (laughs) But he was like, I'm going to kill this fucking twerp. As he probably should have been. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we went through, like, a long phase of, like, Chad, our sound guy, going... Adam, fucking <laughs> stop. Yeah. You guys would like throw microphones down that weren't ours. Yeah, yeah. Like, we just broke shit every night. Like, it cost, cost a night us and hundreds just of dollars. No, but it was yeah, like, like we were Nirvana. It like, was we had you all the money. mostly. Um, yeah, it was definitely was, you mostly. There was a show where like he yeah, climbed. Cool. He climbed some. It was like neon. Yeah. And, like stepped on a $1,500 light <laughs> and just like yeah. Yeah. broke it. So that. It's like, where was that? Wichita or something like that? Add it to the tab. Arizona. Josh knows everything. With the along yep. along the wall. Okay, yep. so along the walls there were like these imagine like the wall kind of sticks out a little bit and up on top that. of it there's like neon that lights the wall, right? So yeah. like a ledge that you can walk up and I walked all the way up it it goes all the way up to the balcony whatever. I walked around and did a thing. I wasn't trying to act a fool. I was just trying doing that thing where we would go get somewhere weird. We would stand on the bar, we would climb to the balcony whatever. And in the process stepped on this like <laughs> They had done this custom neon job instead of just, I mean, it was before LEDs, right? So, like, this custom neon that was all along this ledge here, I stepped on the shit, and it was apparently, like, five grand or something. It was expensive. It was thousand. Dude, you know what else? And that came out of our pocket. <clears throat> My bad. Yeah, Chad, Chad had, like, a what joke before tours that there was, like, a separate budget for, like, shit that you would break. <laughs> uh, dude, I have visuals, like, the, You're so the, the number of times I've seen you uh, not just break shit, but just... <laughs> Just fall down. <laughs> Dude, okay. That is the worst. Him pro- like, yeah. more than anybody. You Promise. Fall, you've <laughs> fallen yes. so many times. We, we've and, all and fallen either, down a lot. But, oh, I have twice, for yeah, sure. But, uh, and the, even when you weren't in the band, you took that little couple-year break, and you came, came up to play a song <laughs> yeah. and, and fell, fell onto stage. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> Fuck me. 
Okay. I, so, I, fell, I fell at the rave in Milwaukee off the back of the stage. Yes. <laughs> you just disappeared. Yes. So it was like a gap in between uh, the stage, and I fell onto oh like my God. other people's drums and shit. All you heard was like, <laughs> and we all turned around like a sound effect from a movie. Was that? Uh, <laughs> it was during like it was sidewalks or something. Yeah, I walked off stage because I wasn't <laughs> yeah. playing, so it was super quiet. Yeah, it was, it was another one of those nice emotional moments where just a fucking cr- crashing happens behind you. Uh, oh, fuck. Okay. Last story, and then let's talk about the thing. So the most, like, vivid memory I have of falling off the stage, and it just, like, it I'll never forget it. We were playing in New York, first show in front of our new management that we had just signed to, <laughs> and I fully fell off the front of the stage into the barricade, and not in just, like, a quick way where I was like, oh, I'm on the floor now. It was, like, a slow-motion, multi, like... <laughs> pointed like a like a six point fall fucking pinballing down to the ground uh, that was a weird stage was that the amberlin tour when when we did like two weeks with them and we were opening for them for the first time yeah like, like they started getting really big yeah i think yeah and we were in that upstairs shitty, dressing shitty room? rv thing and we were all just bummed up being a shitty the gram- rv uh, the upstairs dressing room is uh hammerstein <laughs> hammerleg <laughs> Yo, Hammer, I was being was serious. Ir- Irving Plaza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, Hammerstein's in. Uh, but it wasn't the, Hammer, the, the one we did York with Amber Lynn, Lynn, though, we, Plaza, we did a weird place. Yeah, we did some. It was some, the Gramercy. It might have been Gramercy. When I fell off. I it don't so. matter. Yeah. Eh, whatever. It don't matter to Jesus. It don't matter to Jesus. It happened. All right. Goes along with what we were saying earlier. Luckily, we do run around and do crazy shit all the time. So when we fall down, it's not that weird. The fans are just like, ah, it's awesome. And we laugh. And we just go fuck. with them. I fell off my riser and taste of chaos. The big riser. I was standing on my drum seat and then fell off the back. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm surprised that none of us have actually been like seriously injured. Stitches in a shin once. I've got stitches twice in uh, back when we had that after insurance, and it wouldn't work in like New Hampshire and Connecticut. There's a couple states it wouldn't work. I needed it for my swollen elbow once. And I got oh, stitches. Swellbow. You got stitches swellbow. on your shin. Army. I got stitches on my shin. At the and, college show. Yeah, and then I swall- I did a backflip and landed on a microphone stand. And I, had I wasn't s- there for that one. He deep-throated an oh, SM57. That was when Gene oh, played. Dude. Yeah. So Gene Lewis from Bullets and Octane was subbing Fucking on drums. Gene Burger. Gene Burger. he says. Yeah, so I did a backflip, and I landed and fell forward. And I, like, there was a boom stand. Like, the, the back end of a microphone stand oh, went yeah. down my throat. Thankfully, missed all my teeth. So, like, hold on. Let me, let me paint this a little more vividly, because... It's pretty insane. It's fucking phenomenal. Like, it, it, it seems impossible. I'm going to go pee because I wasn't so there. So, a little... <laughs> so, like, a, if anyone's ever seen a, a little microphone stand that puts a microphone into a kick drum or, like, at the bottom of a guitar speaker cab, it's really short, and it's got... You've got a vertical thing and then a horizontal one that can adjust, but it, it's got a part that sticks out, like, the, the butt end of it. And it's, you know... It's, just like I guess any of these. It's just a metal rod sticking up in the air. I did a backflip and landed on my... Th- like you landed and fell forward, right? Yeah. yeah no, I landed, and, and at the same time I landed, it just went... You came up short in the rotation. <laughs> yeah. So And then fell forward with your mouth open. Yeah. And it just happened to be... It, it had been knocked out of place, so it was aiming straight at you. Yeah. So it's like you, it's like you were falling into a... Yeah. Like a fucking Was it spike. at the end of the show? I don't remember it happening. No. Like we played through it. Yeah, just I, just, I just kept spitting out blood. But it yeah. missed my teeth. Went all the way back and uh, severed my uv- uvula. Yeah. Uvula. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go to the emergency room. I made it through the show and went to the emergency room and they were like, we could do some like crazy. Like one stitch. Like crazy microsurgery or some shit or it's just going to heal or whatever. So, so when was, you open your mouth, is it still, is no, it normal? It's, it's fine it now, up? but like for a couple of days it was hanging and it just rested on my tongue. Oh, yeah, so all day long, oh, I was just like, ah, 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 like all day long. Oh, my God. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, again, uh, it was like one of two states that wouldn't accept our after insurance. Fuck. Both states I needed stitches didn't accept our insurance. Remember that time I got that infection in my elbow in New York and the doctor had to come out? My elbow got like that big because, dude, dressing rooms, you know, especially on the lower, <laughs> the lower end of, um, of the spectrum, like. It's fucking cool. smaller. Yeah, dude. Touring is just gross all around. Yeah, dude. You, you know, especially, you know, we were probably in a van at that point, maybe. I don't know. You live, it's just yeah, fucking you dirty. In, you live in a vehicle. Yeah, and, you don't take a shower for three weeks at a time. Yeah. And it's gross. Gross. It's gross. You guys all right. are pussies. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about our influence. We talked about early days here, but I wanted to talk about our early influences musically, what kind of like shaped 
the sound that the world came to know as story of the year. Mm. So we grew up on all kinds of, all kinds of shit that didn't necessarily like directly influence the sound of page Avenue or any of our albums for that matter. But there were, there was like a handful of bands that really, really shaped the way we sounded leading up to page Avenue. And then that album specifically. So too short, Tupac, Bone Thugs. See, different background. We're going to say it every podcast. So I can... Uh, that's I can, how we learned those sick that, beats. What is that on where he says that? It's on the Big Blue Monkey video for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the early, early one, ape shit. <laughs> Josh comes from a different background. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so well, Josh we, was way more into like <clears throat> old school. The, what I was trying to say there is you're way more into like... OG emo. Yeah. Early, early emo before any of us. Yeah. yeah. Like took the yeah, shit but, mainstream. But he dressed like he was in corn for a while. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> right. I did. Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> well, me when me and Ryan first started playing music together, it was Green Day, Nirvana, mm-hmm. like almost exclusively for the that first, first song, like few months. The first song we'd ever played together. Um, again, you were like fourteen, yeah. and I was like fifteen. It was yeah. about Mid, a girl by Nirvana. Mid nineties. I came over with my little little PV. Yep, dude. Fucking combo amp. That's combo still, amp. It's still at my mom's house. <laughs> is it really? Can yeah, I get that? It's still I had, there. I had like a series ten <laughs> guitar or some shit. I don't know what I had, but like just old school Green Day songs. Mm-hmm. Like we were in between pop punk and like grunge. Even then, like it was kind of the same idea. You the know? funny thing is, is, the the first song I ever played on drums, like physically played, like the whole song was a Snapcase song. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. my first concert. Yeah, it, so hardcore bands like that. Technically, I feel like as as emo as our music is and as much as we're known as like an emo screamo band and like kind of taking we're that mainstream close to emo though. That, that's the thing. I'm saying we're more, we're more of like a post hardcore band. Yeah. The I definition would. has changed a lot over 20 years, but yeah. And coming, you know, being post Snapcase, sick of it all shit like that makes a lot of sense. So we yeah. were all always in, it was like grunge, punk rock, hardcore started making its way in, in the later nineties. And we all loved all of that. We just all liked everything, you know, but yeah, we yeah. liked, we liked a lot of mainstream rock too, you know, like the Incubus and Deftones, you kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. we weren't so new metal other than Adam. I listened to I a lot of new metal. Adam was way into new metal, but we all were into like Corn and Limp Bizkit when it all came out as well. Yeah. You know, it was just all rock music was influenced, influenced us in some way. But there was like one album that really, really stood out and for bands our age, <laughs> Josh, Josh farted. Um, really like it's the most like Nostradamus shit that a, a band has ever done. Jim Blossoms. Nose Nostradamus? Nostradamus. The most like um self-fulfilling prophecy that a band in our genres has ever declared. And it's the album by a band called Refuse, The Shape of Punk to Come, which is fucking exactly what it was. That album and like one song in particular really influenced us heavily. I know the used were influenced by it as well. Handful of other bands even took their name directly from their name, bro. It's <laughs> cut and, off two letters. <laughs> and um, Three. I remember showing it to a dude. It was either one of the dudes from Make Room or a dude I worked with who had never heard it. And it, like within the first thirty seconds, he was like, "Dude, this sounds like Story of the Year." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, Story, Story of the Year sounds like this." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's weird because <laughs> as much as I do love that record and I did at the time, like, you know, that wasn't that, like, it's still not one of my favorite records. Yeah, you know? to me, that like, was, I do love it. It's awesome. And it was like very a, influential at the time in that style of music. But I was but, listening to all the shit that made that record possible too. You know, we all were mm-hmm. like, like Snapcase and those kind of things yeah. and other punk bands that they, Boy Sets Fire was a big one. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, there was so much stuff at that time that was just different and mm-hmm. creating a new genre that later became what we did. You know, the screamo kind of world. I feel like uh, lyrically, Saves the Day was a really big, huge, yeah, a really big influence too. They were in between the emo and punk rock as well. So it, yeah. it, there was like so many bands doing a little bit of both. Yeah. Remember that band Rufio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. They were, like, I don't even, I mean, they're pop punk, I guess, but also. Yeah, they were pop punk, I think. Very fast emo as they were well. fast. Yeah, it was like super fast emo. Yeah, they had a couple they were songs. Like, you know, like. Yeah, when I listen to it now, and melodically, I remember being influenced by it, thinking like, even lyrics, you know, we like we need some shit like that. And that was that very like Orange County mm-hmm. pop punk post Thrice, right? Because Thrice was a big influence on us. Oh, yeah, 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 Thrice for sure. And that like yeah, Thrice was little doing bit that. of metal influence. Thrice mm-hmm. is sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
a great story we need to tell. I feel like. Dude. All right, side side note, we got to tell the story right tell now. Tell the story okay, right uh, now. We're on tour and uh, oh, we're on a Taste, Taste of Chaos, Chaos with with Deftones and uh, Thrice, us, Atreyu, and Azalea dying. This is before and, we used the word sick as an, yeah, an actual it was normal like, slang word. It was like sick. This was 2006 or whatever. I don't remember specifically what show, but I do remember the region of the country. It was the Southwest because this was like Deftones country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, 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 Hippa from As It Lay Dying. Uh, the we're most all, peaceful person on the planet. Just, yeah. just the best hey, dude hey, ever. Bro, we're all, we're all sitting backstage, and uh, I think Thrice was on stage, and we we had already played, and we're all sitting back there hanging out. And he goes, "Yeah, I just I just uh, talked to some guy, and like he said he said something bad about Thrice." And he goes, "I, I just hate when people say that, man. Thrice is sick." <laughs> <laughs> and there was just something about like that moment and his voice and his delivery. Yeah, we were him being this like his like he utter disappointment. He like he was, it. Yeah. yeah, he like yeah. really meant like, it. Hey, when people say that, thrice is sick. Yeah, we were deep in Deftones country. <laughs> like, the, yeah. no one on that tour stood a chance other than them. Yeah. in that like region. Oh, and Thrice was having a bad night. You're saying. Or some shit. It right? was just whatever. Somebody yeah, was, somebody yeah, was talking shit about Thrice and he heard it or something. He goes, we, we had already played and it was like, that's a rough, rough crowd. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, shows, yeah, yeah. They don't give a fuck. That was the anything. best. That was the best tour oh, yeah. of all time. Awesome tour. But oh. for years after that, everything that was sick in the world, we're like, yeah, it's fucking like Thrice, right? Sick yeah. like Thrice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it just became a synonym for sick yeah. to us was Thrice. So we didn't even say sick. We just go, hey, it's like Thrice, right? Yeah. Fucking 15 years later, we still say it. Yep, and nobody yeah. would ever get that dumbass joke nope, that we no. make. But Nick yep. Hippa probably doesn't even remember it. No, he has no clue he said that. Because <laughs> that's just that was a normal word to everybody but I, us somehow. I think years later when we toured with them again uh, in the UK and we shared a bus with them and stuff, I think we we, yeah, let I him. Think we, we reminded him. Oh he, man, that was in. that was a great a great situation sharing. About. I was like that a little was a great bus. I was leery, like I was a little like un, unsure about the whole thing, like. Because we didn't really know those dudes so well. Sharing but. a bus with anybody is weird. <laughs> Any Two bands sharing a bus is yeah. it's questionable sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot it, of people. It was so awesome, dude. I the only bands we ever shared with have been awesome. Yeah. Been Sugar, Sugar, Sugar Cult and Azalea Dying. I don't yeah. think... Letter Kills. Letter Kills. Oh, Letter yeah, Kills. Yeah, yeah. The first bus we ever right. got was with... Shout shared. out to Letter yeah. Kills. Isn't it weird to think about how many tours we did with Azalea Dying? Like, yeah. they're so fucking heavy. Yeah. And like we toured with them like 10 times That's, in that couple yeah. years. Yeah. So in the wake record. Yeah. yeah. I was wearing exclusively Pantera shirts at that <laughs> yeah. point. So. Yeah. yeah. And they're fucking awesome dudes. I love those guys. But it was just, it, I don't know how it made sense, but it did. I didn't sleep. I didn't switch my sleep schedule on that tour. <laughs> I stayed up till six in the morning and then slept till six in the night. Yeah. The in sugar cult yeah. tour. I remember. See, we got right back to touring. I guess we're supposed to be talking about touring today. Oh, la- oh last thing I'll say that. <laughs> I remember it like at one point the sugar <laughs> the Sugarloaf tour. We were uh, <laughs> we were sleeping until sound check. Sometimes until showtime at seven p.m. Yeah, they had to like wake us up. Come on, yeah, yeah. Doors are open. Yeah, I doors are open. You, you guys were. I wasn't. Yeah, I slept till seven p.m. There, every there day. were a couple nights where it was like it was like go to sleep at noon, and we were waking up at dinner time. Yeah, you know. I, I remember like when it would hit five, I was like. Oh, I need to get myself together. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I'm waking up at 5 p.m., it's yeah. not that weird because you know we're waking up to do our job. Yeah, you know you don't want to be up for 14 hours and then have to go to work. You know, right when yeah. the peak of your day is supposed to be at like 9 or 10 p.m., yeah. you yeah. can't you can't get up at seven. Well, also uh, recording the Black Swan, like dude, we got just straight nocturnal. Like it was like yeah, getting yeah. up 4 p.m., 5 p.m., yeah. working till 8 a.m. Like there were so many. Like I feel like every I saw the sunrise every morning. You know? Yeah, you get in a studio, you don't know what the fuck time of day it is. Yeah, that was you guys. Hey, what is time, yeah. bro? It's <laughs> an illusion. I've, I've always woken up early. Always. Yeah, yeah. Well, no matter what. You straight woke, bro. <laughs> woke. I was woke back then. <laughs> <laughs> You've been woke. You stay woke. So um, anyway, Nick said that Thrice was sick, and he was right. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are, and they, they were then, and they were a big influence on us, even in the early days. Uh, they weren't I'm gonna that go- much ahead of us only a year or two but yeah. like in those like those first couple albums were so influential to every single band that came out within like the 03 to like 05 what are you talking about thrice, sure. or thrice, thrice. thrice oh yeah, yeah, yeah while we were writing page avenue uh the yeah. illusion of safety was for yeah. sure on, on repeat off. all the time ours and the ambulance came out when we did that tour with them yeah. well, illusion of safety was josh's like drum practice mm-hmm. album like i would wake up 
Cause you know, cause Josh would get up early and go play drums and I'd wake up. I, first of all, I'd wake up and have breakfast with Dan's wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you have, have scones and lattes or whatever. Watch friends. Do you shit. guys talk about thrice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't talk about thrice. We watched uh, E true Hollywood stories. <laughs> That's funny. But I would, I, I don't like, want to know what you and my wife did. Okay. Yeah, you definitely don't. She fingered Josh. So I would hear, uh, I'd hear the drums start to play and I'd hear that. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, he's playing thrice. I should get out of bed, uh, you know, but you would play that whole album and that mm-hmm. really like kind of got your drum chops. Yeah. Take up that for, Riley. <laughs> up yeah. for, Josh uh, played it way better than you, bro. No, nah, not really. No, nah, no. Nah. Nah. Um, so they also, we are very good friends with thrice. So we, we love those dudes. As great well. dudes. We have toured with them at least 10 times in our, in our career. So. And our first legit big tour after we made our album was them. Mm-hmm. The used. My Chemical Romance, right? We should probably talk about touring more again. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the touring we'll, episode, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk, we'll talk about that. I mean, we could talk extensively about that tour at some point, but... Yeah. So those dudes, I feel like those dudes refuse, saves the day, Boy Sets Fire. I got a good story about... Glassjaw. About Nathan from Boy Sets Fire, which I told you guys before, but uh, yeah, they were a huge influence on me vocally. Uh, he was, but uh, I, I hung out with them a few years ago. Just one night, we were uh, after his other band played in St. Louis. Uh, I am Heresy, and th- he, they went to the bar with us, and uh, we all just got drunk. And then I was like, "Dude, I fucking love you, man." You know, I was doing one of those things, and I go, "Dude, there would be no fucking story of the year without Boy Sets Fire." And he just stared right at me. And he goes, "I know," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you do know, okay, yeah, you're right." And he kind of laughed, and he's like, "No, I know." He's like, "I hear it." I was That's like, funny. That's awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Pantera, like, while, like, stylistically, we didn't really sound like Pantera, but they played, I, there was, like, a f- seven-year window where the hour before we went on stage uh, was just the Pantera DVDs. God, yeah. That's for years. Years. We would, it would be, like, I would leave the bus. It would be, like, an hour till Josh showtime. Josh didn't warm up with us for a year because we didn't put, want to watch it anymore. We'd put those, those DVDs, I mean, dude, I'm talking years. We would just... It got us fucking pumped, dude. Dude, we, yeah, we were just animals, dude. Like, we'd put that on and... An hour of just slamming alcohol, watching Pantera. Like we come, like the, uh, we would just so come annoying. out, just like <laughs> it was so bad. We it was a routine, and it worked every day. So it's like yeah. the exact same thing yeah. had to happen every day. Yeah. I was like, all right, time to go. <laughs> well, dude, it's like I, I didn't even really. I was not a huge Pantera fan, but I started loving it because I was like, yep, ready to go now, yeah. ready to play, ready to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like just like you're talking about, it's a job. You know, it's at certain points, like it's it's Groundhog Day, dude. Like yeah, it becomes sure. the same thing. Yeah. So. You want to put on the best show you can, and you want to do whatever it takes to get in that zone. So you go out there, and people that paid to see your band, you go fucking slay for them. So like, we knew that was something that would work. So like, even now to this day, if I hear Pantera, I get like a little surge of, <laughs> I get a little surge of energy because it's just like, all right, it's fucking showtime. I get aggravated. Yeah. I, <laughs> I better go jump up and down for a little while. Yeah. Uh, what's cool now though? Um, we still like listen to Pantera and stuff, but like, what I think it's so much cooler now before shows it's like we treat it like a party now instead of like we got to turn into these fucking raving psychotic lunatics and go out and just slay now it's like all right we just got to get in the zone like we're gonna treat this whole we're gonna treat this like a party josh has like these awesome fucking hip-hop mixes you'll play lonely island stuff i don't i just i just sit back and just let it happen and we just have we just party now we just party now it's great dude there was a point where i realized like when i was like physically and mentally tired from touring like Pantera stopped working because we would go out on stage after watching that. And I'd be like, we'll never be that heavy. We'll never be that cool ever. So I had to play, started having to play less heavy stuff to make it feel heavier when we got out. I just, I and that's always, when the party shit kind of started. Yeah, by like me. 2008, it was all hip hop and fun and yeah, outcast yeah, like, for I a long never, time. Yeah. I personally like never needed anything. Yeah, like, your, I, your, your whole prep thing was completely different from ours. I could do this. Like that's still so. walk on stage. That's like still uh i can't even comprehend that like that's still like but it's different because you, you're playing yeah, the drums well, i don't have to like we had to like warm our shins up dude and i have to stretch yeah. stretch for an hour because yeah. we're old like, and we're I, like get it, I get it i yeah. get it to like if you had to like jump around and like get in people's faces and like no i get that like, it would be yeah, a different I, thing like, yeah. and i've always said that it's yeah. totally different for me like, like if like, i just I sat can... if i sat down and just played an acoustic i, I would we just... just sat there like a lazy asshole like you <laughs> Like a fucking pump. Like if I didn't have to like actually stretch my arms and shit, I could yeah. do this. Yeah, you're yeah, usually you back there just getting your fucking right, shit cool. ready. Let's go. Yeah. Plus, like it's not, a different, it's yeah. a different warm up, obviously. And not to get all like sappy and shit, but like that was also there was like a bonding element to that. Like it's like our yeah. to, like you know we would make everyone leave 
like we wouldn't do press like like the world shut down the hour before yeah. show and that's when like we came together and just fucking got we loose, won't talk you know? to anybody else an hour before the show we still yeah. do that no yeah like, like but then I, I left though but yeah <laughs> now, like now it's more like we all just hang out for an hour and yeah like even my wife knows. like well maybe we could have three shots tonight before we go on yeah <laughs> Uh, Remember the Foo Fighters? That that's a very accurate thing that they say in the Foo Fighters documentary. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like ah, oh, you start out, you have a beer before you yeah. play, and then yeah. it's a shot. Two but, weeks later, yeah. you do a shot before you play, and, and then, then you're yeah. like, ah, four or five shots shouldn't matter. Really, and then the next time you're bringing the bottle to stage with you, <laughs> and then the next time you're on a tour bus with your bass player Adam, and you're looking at each other, and you have a very heart to heart moment, and you're like, I think we're addicted. <laughs> I think I think we're I think I'm kind of party to how yeah. Yeah, after like 20, 28 straight like nights of just, yeah. We yeah, would feel like, yeah, I would just go to stage with like my iPod and just. <laughs> no, we had a genuine heart to heart. We're like, dude, I think we're like partied out. Yeah, I think when, you, when your body feels like, like you rolled down the stairs with a bunch of logs and two by fours and shit well, and I landed could, on rocks. Like I can't like, I could never drink like that before we played. When your dick and your too balls soft. smell exactly like dog, <laughs> like dog shit. shit. Like, if I drank too much, the show was real bad. No, we were like on a warp tour where you don't know you don't know when you're going to play any given day. Uh, like, you might play at noon, you might play at 6 p.m., whatever. But even the days where we were like first at noon, it was like, all right, turn the Pantera. <laughs> it's 11 a.m. We haven't had breakfast. Turn, turn the Pantera DVD on and line up some shots. Motherfuck. Oh, no. Uh, Even this sucks. Yeah. I would just go to stage and just suffer through the half hour. No, we still did it. Because uh, you'd wake up hungover and you just had to start drinking well, at noon. We always played at noon the day after the we worst. fucking partied. Yeah, yeah. 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 On the we worst have 100 ones. people at our outside of our bus the night before. <laughs> Kevin Lyman's walking by writing our name down like, noon. Fucking noon tomorrow. <laughs> We Frank. had, uh, you remember the shirts off parties where we had parties where oh, yeah. everyone in the bus had shirts off. <laughs> I was usually sleeping by then, oh. dude. And then Man, we, we would, we rule guys. Yeah. As soon as my glasses went on, time to go to bed. <laughs> but it was mostly dudes. It was always dudes. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah. for and, some, I mean, except yeah. for like our wives and shit. But yeah. like, I don't know. But it was weirder when the girls were there. No, but dude, we, it was awesome. They came out and they'd be like, "All right, well, we'll take a shirt yeah, off too." That's true. You know? they, it was cool. It was fun. There's pro- I think there's in our DVD there's shirts off parties uh-huh. with our wives. <laughs> yeah, all, a lot of this is documented if you watch yeah, our yeah. DVDs. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Last thing because I'll forget this too. Do you remember? I think we were in Italy and uh, I just because ja- he drank. Oh, yeah, he drank, yeah, yeah. You drank like oh, a lot when he couldn't come out of the fucking yeah, elevator. Yeah, he Mario. drank. Yeah, he uh, Austria maybe. Austria, no, 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 it was, it, no, it was it was Milan. We Italy. did like seven countries in seven days because so I was, was like sick. We've never been to Italy before. I'm gonna go to this place and this place and this place. No, you drank a twelve pack. I drank. Doesn't matter. I drank a twelve pack of Corona <laughs> in Milan. It's a fact. I think uh, every day you were just blacked out. By, the, by no, no. the time we went on stage, no, I was this, blacked out. This every particular day, day I, think, I know this. I'm pretty sure it was in Milan. You got out of the elevator, and it was I remember that no, day we were in Austria. No, oh, we were in like right, the suburbs cares? of Milan. It was like Lake, Lake St. Louis of Milan. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to see shit. So I got hammered. Yeah, I just remember being oh, like, that might have been a separate show. The one I specifically oh. remember, same situation. Austria. I just remember we were like so far outside of the city. We didn't have time to go into the city. We were just stuck. I I just remember we're in Italy. You got out of the elevator after you drank a case of beer and (laughs) and like you bumped into the doors while they were opening. That's right, because the elevator like opened up straight right to the stage. Right, and And we're all standing there waiting for you to come down. We're like, where the fuck's Adam at? Yeah, you were doing like the sideways look, like the bumping into shit. (laughs) You couldn't walk out of the elevator. We're like, oh fuck. But the thing I remember most is Josh's look at you. Oh, like mad. of just sheer disappointment, sheer disappointment. Oh, like so pissed, dude. Like I gotta go fucking work with you right now. Like because yeah. <laughs> that was like a culmination of probably multiple times like yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I like I was the only one on in years. Yeah. So I yeah. heard everything. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, God, we sound so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's why Josh now in his in ears he just hears his drums, the click track, and an audio book. <laughs> he listens. He listens to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> And just plays his drums. Oh, yeah, that's so good. You wouldn't even have me in there if it wasn't for like, I. Uh, sometimes I'd be like, right, Josh? <laughs> Otherwise you'd be like, just back there, just doing your shit. Shut uh, up. I leave me you. alone. I, do, I need you because there's certain times on certain songs where like, we'll be playing the first verse and I'll think it's the second because I'll space out and start <laughs> yeah. thinking about something else. Well, sometimes right, I, I sing the second verse on the first verse, so <laughs> I can't guarantee I do it right all the time. I will say this. I love fucking, you know... Uh, Pantera, I love fucking, I love love Pantera, I love all that shit. I love getting all loose and crazy and psycho and stuff. But like, it is better now just treating it like a party. 
Yeah. I play well, better. Uh, my shows are better. I'm more. I'm actually hey. more in the mood to play. You know, we're much more comfortable <laughs> in just everything that we do. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we we know what we're doing now. Back yeah. then, we were trying to like died. trying to win some kind of fucking cool contest all the time. Yeah. Trying yeah. to trying to out party everybody. Now we just get together and go fuck yeah, let's play a fucking rock show, man. Yeah, it's it's more fun. There are a few songs. I'm tr- I'm really tr- I'm really pushing for the hey, influences we're thing. Tour stories right now though. We could do that forever. But- this is this is the hard thing about like these points is that the way we work, our brains don't focus on one one idea <laughs> for but a much let's longer. Let's try. Let's try. It's okay. all good. It'll go right back into touring. So go ahead. Right. Okay. So <laughs> say whatever you want to say. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this let's song, try. This song for sure. It all correlates. It's all good. Lyrically, this this like really set the tone for I feel like our first album. And for our genre, for sure. Can't wait. Saves the day. It's a weird song to pick off that record because it's yeah. one of my least favorites on that record. But dude, <laughs> what record is that? Stay it's what on, you are. It's on. Dude, oh, through being cool is way more. Yeah, dude. I remember too. listening You're to right. this while we were trying to write lyrics. But stay what you are was '99. Or fucking through being cool was way more influential. I mean, this record's great too. Musically, like a huge influence. But I remember like the lyrics of this song talking about having a hammer and some rusty spikes to nail you on a wall, bottles to catch your blood, all that yeah. kind of shit is like this emo genre that we came from you know what i mean and i remember hearing those and just being like yeah we need some of those fucking sweet dark ass metaphors and all that kind of shit yeah and things like now i'm getting it now now i get what you're saying but should should i bite my tongue until blood soaks my shirt all that kind of shit tonic juice magic or whatever that song's called on on uh through being cool is the same thing yeah the same lyric right awkward song against your thigh cut Um, your blue lips or there you go yeah yeah, this was 99, you said, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like, this blew my mind yeah. when I heard it. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was the first band to, like, do very poppy vocals, but singing very dark Really things. dark, yeah. Probably not the first band ever, but, you know, in our world, we were like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. You can do that? Uh, Glassjaw, too, man. Yep. Glassjaw was, like, for me... Ooh, he had it ready. I feel like I spent... 2002 to 2006 trying just trying to be this cool <laughs> yeah same yeah we hung out real hard with daryl recently yeah. it was yeah, awesome yeah, it was awesome he's the best yeah and he Dude, does he doesn't hate story he of the year so that's all cool all kinds of shit he's like me yeah yeah he, what that blew he, my mind yeah like he, he went remembered back. like adam yeah like being like the first street teamer in st yeah, louis yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, it's crazy <laughs> yeah that was super cool that same day i talked to chris from saves the day as well because oh, nice. they were on that festival too, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I gave him the same nerd talk that I did to Nathan from Boy Sets Fire. I was like, "Dude, I'm a story of the year. We fucking love you, man." And he's like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> he's like the <laughs> little remember, peaceful man. And I talked to the current like Glassjaw drummer, the dude who was fucking amazing. Yeah. That kid shreds. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, you do like first record of your guys. Dude, I played along with that show all the time." I'm going, <laughs> <Yeah>. "What? <laughs> yeah, you're way yeah. better than me." It's oh, so dude. cool to like meet bands and have them be cool and just be grown ups to appreciate each other now it's fucking awesome yeah, yeah we, man. we uh speaking of refused the singer dennis um what's his other band international noise conspiracy yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we played some kind of radio show or whatever i remember that and uh i remember we were all on our cabs in, in the shadows we had this part where we all jump off our cabs and i remember being up there just going doing that ding 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 line that we ripped off refuse <laughs> and i remember seeing him on the side of the stage I remember seeing him on the side of stage just with this gigantic grin on his face. And I was like, no way, dude. Like, I've, this, I, I spent my whole career trying to, like, jump now. <laughs> trying to figure out how to make something this cool, you know? And then, like, we all jumped and landed and we were rocking out. And, like, I just kept looking back and just every once in a while I just kind of peeked back. And this dude was just, like, losing his shit to our band and just, like, this huge smile. And he was so, like, caught up in the energy. And it was a really fucking cool moment. Same thing with Chief from the Deftones, how we'd watch us oh, every yeah, night. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was Dude, that that was like the peak of my musical career. Having I had a conversation with Chief she, yeah. after he had probably had like two full bottles of wine. Nonetheless, he was like, Bro, like had his arm around me and shit and was like, Look, man, story of the year inspires me. <laughs> and I was like, I this can't be real right now. This dude, can't no, be fucking all real. Dude, he conversations would, with that whole band. Like, yeah, 
individually was crazy. Like when Chino yeah. came on our bus to take a shit. And he, <laughs> uh, and he didn't shit. <laughs> Probably the most collective influence. Yeah, Deftones sure. on all of us. Because sure. we all equally loved Deftones. We all had different stuff that we liked in different, you know, genres but and stuff. But Deftones was, was always the band that, that made sense, that connected everything. That was so nuts, that tour. Just like talking to all of them. Yeah. Just like on like an equal level of like... Especially like Big Blue Monkey, like Story of the Year, uh, Deftones, major influence, but Big Blue Monkey, it, that was the influence. Yeah, yeah. You know? it was the only influence in yeah, the early so, days. Yeah, so, and then we're on tour. Like, I remember we uh, were skateboarding with like the um, Azalea Dying Dudes and like. And Thrice, uh, yeah. Thrice. And Thrice. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we, had, we had our skate crew yeah, every yeah. night on that tour. And Chino would come out every once in a while. And there was like, this was like right at the beginning of the tour, I alleyed a trash can. And the next morning, did I tell a story in the first podcast? No, no, oh. no. Uh, You've just told this story, dude. Because like one of the highlights, but, but the people need to know it. Yeah, yeah. So, he told me my board had a nice shape. That's <laughs> a nice shape, Scoobs. Uh, yeah, so like this dude is like one of my childhood heroes. Like, remember being at Point Fest and seeing like Deftones and Chino walk out, and you're just like, he, remember he, being he, at the fucking Galaxy? Oh, and, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude just like he he has that thing. It's like mm-hmm. undeniable. He has that thing. You know, Presence. he has he has that thing. So. Uh, long story super short, we're on tour with like our fucking childhood heroes, skateboarding after the show. Dude, I alleyed a trash can. Next day, walking to catering, I'm in, alone in a hallway, and Chino's coming down, and I'm going this way, and Chino's going this way, and we're alone, and there's no one else. And it's like, is this going to be super awkward or whatever? I just walk by, and he just sticks his hands out. He fucking gives me five. Ever since he saw me that alley that trash can, I was like, we were like <laughs> fucking boys, you know? Awesome. Because yeah. he skateboarded Respect. too, you know? Yeah. We were on that tour for like two months and we were still all like nerd fans. Like, oh, yeah. Like Josh we were and I scared to talk to him every day. I had, I had a specific camping. I had a camping chair I set on the side yeah. of the fucking stage every night. We watched That's- Deftones every night for two months. And also, part of that is because uh, you remember how fucking intelligent these dudes were? We had, we went on that tour and had two, two tour buses and a semi. They were the <laughs> headliners, had one tour bus, used our sound guy, and used our one, of our, one of our guitar techs. So they they like... They are so yeah, Warren, fucking savvy. Warren Lee would go, no, you're right here tonight. Yeah, right so here. so our base, our, <laughs> we sat on the side of the stage next to our tech, who also tech for Deftones. Yeah, and just and then you remember a couple times Chino would come over, what you all want to hear? We'd be like teething. He said, no, Bet. we made him play. We made him play teething and lotion. Yeah. the last night we were on the yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, Because I remember special request. Abe was like. I was like, what are you doing? He goes, he's taking like a practice pad to the because I gotta learn these fucking songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you remember he says like during the show, he's like, What do you guys want to hear? And and uh I, I just remember saying teething. I just remember he goes, Bet. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Which is, a, great, which is a great story about the first time I saw him. We told Gino at some point on that tour. Yeah. Uh, we went to the galaxy. It was like me and you and a bunch David of our friends. Smith. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of our friends. And we got there and it was sold out and we none of us had tickets. They were standing there like, fuck. Well, fuck, because we didn't know anybody knew no, who we Deftones went, was. We went in and just acted like an opening band. Like we just went in and watched some soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got there early as fuck, but we didn't yeah. have tickets, and we were just like hanging out. And uh, he came out, and he was like, well, "Yeah, I'll see you guys all in a little bit or whatever." And we were like, "No, we, we can't get in." Well, we were in the venue watching. Oh, yeah, soundtrack. we were already in. That's weird. We were just dressed like a band, and we were just like, "All right, fuck it." I just, just remember walk, me and Dave just walk in the door with purpose and yeah, just not yeah. make eye contact. Yeah, that, but we were like, super young. Like we were sixteen years old. Yeah, like, but that was. I remember talking to David. We we're like, "Dude, let's just act like we're supposed to be here, yeah. and we'll just walk in." So we just fucking walked in. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, so the show sold out. None of us had tickets, but he comes out and he's talking to us, and <laughs> he might have still thought we were in the opening band or something. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, "Oh, that's cool, dude. I'll put you. On, I'll put you guys on the guest list. How many you need?" Yeah. We were like, "What?" Yeah. Yep. Like fucking insane. He didn't have to do anything for us. It was just, we were little nerdy kids and he put us on a guest list and then we told him that 20 years later. And then we were front row at the Galaxy. 10 and, years later and, when uh, we told them. Yeah, and then Chino came up to me during the show. I'm like fucking totally fangirling around. But came up <laughs> during the show and like held my hand and fucking sang uh, whatever song it was. I don't know. And we were just like. Oh, like, the Galaxy? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. 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 Uh, Warp Tour in 98 when they did it here at that field. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I waited, Booter Park. Yeah, I waited in front of the stage they were on because, like, you know, I warped through bounces back and forth, and I sat through uh, what's that ska band, uh, the Specials, which, no offense, I'm not a big ska fan, <laughs> but I just sat through it knowing that Deftones were playing like after them, and like you had to be in position. I was in position, and like it was one of those fangirl moments where like he stuck the mic and. You know, in front of me, and I sang like a part. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was one of those weird things. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. All this is to say that. We're just uh, we're music fans. We're nerds. Yep. Just but then you the go on tour with these people that you like fucking worship. They're mm-hmm. you know like 
And then you go on tour with them, make friends with them. It's a really weird kind of thing, you know? There's a lot of bands that say that about Story of the Year, too. And then they come on tour with us and they're like, dude, I fucking love fucking your band. nerds. And we're just like, all right, cool. And then, you know, we're like the same way. We act the same way to them that Chino acted to us just because we're like, cool, that's awesome. I like your band. Right on. And there's a couple that got way bigger. Oh, yeah. Us, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot I of mean, bands that few, yeah. opened for us back in the day. Most yeah. of them, they all got bigger than us. But yeah, that's the thing, too. Uh, not even being fans of our bands, but like, like I guess in the new metal days, like everybody had a Limp Biscuit story about how, man, I remember when fucking Limp Biscuit opened for us. Well, yeah. speaking of that for, show, Limp Biscuit opened yeah. for the Deftones that yeah. night when Chino put us on that on yeah. the guest list that night. And in, in, in like a 800 cap room. Yeah. 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 A tiny little room. Yeah. For us, for our generation, it's My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Like everybody can tell that story of when yep. My Chem opened for them, you know? Yeah. Nintendo Fusion, My Chem opened for us for two months and then right after that just blew the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. That's funny and awesome. They need to take us back on tour. That yeah. you, you owe us one. My other band played with Mike M some years back. And those dudes, like, within a half second, gave me big hugs. Gerard was, like, as cool as you could possibly be. Like, it was, like, no time went by. Yeah. Like, I don't know if Legit it was maybe, maybe one of those shows or something. But I, I hung out with him one, one day on a festival or something that we did with him. I don't remember. But way later. And, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, like, super cool, man. They're like, a great yeah. band. They deserve that shit. They're, just, yeah. they're, they're uh, legit weird vampire dudes. And that's just how they, they did it. They were a little quiet on that tour. Again, we were just so obnoxious and just like so, yeah. just fucking. Uh, I don't just, think they got us very much at that we, point. But we were Beavis. <laughs> we were collectively Beavis. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on who? Um, Kim. Yeah, they're genuinely like just awesome dudes. Yep, you know? great band. Did a lot of touring with them in the early days as well. What else? Early influences? Or you want to wrap up? What do you think? Uh, I, don't, I don't got anywhere to go. Sick of it all. Snapcase. Glass jaw. You want to act Deftones. like those are our influences, but we're not that cool. I mean, I mean they were. You think about like hey, the we kind did of play that one show. You think about like the the riffier stuff, like Snapcase, Boy Sets Fire, Glass Jaw, all that stuff. Like refused for sure. I mean, you think about you know the and the hero will drown progression drown through, progression through and learning for sure. Yeah, uh, from the guitar side, like that 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 stuff for sure. Um, Which is Glass Jaw. Why we went with Steve Evitz on our second record because yeah. he produced yeah. or, and recorded uh, all the Snapcase records for the most part and all that shit at that time. Glass we like, Jaw, That's for our guy. Sure. And Saves the Day. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Sa the Saves the Day things is huge, even though, um, you know, other than Page Avenue, I don't write lyrics, but, like, I've always felt that was a big influence on you and our band, you know? Yep. Especially on Page Avenue, you know? Dude, tell me, tell me this shit didn't influence the fuck out of you, though. So I'm saying this whole record. Yeah. Like um, me, me and Gabe asked, was we we're asking Steve about that snare drum a couple weeks ago. It's he told me exactly what it was, but I don't remember now. But well, you talked to Steve Evans. Yeah, I me and him text each other all the it time. Was the, it was the tightest tuned snare drum yeah. on the planet. I think it was a 13. He said it was a 13 inch explode. something. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't a piccolo. It sounds kind of piccolo-ish, no. but it's not. It's not. It's just a. It was a 13 inch. It's a metal something. snare. A 13 inch something it's this snare was legendary at this point in 1998 or 9 or whatever year this was this guitar shit right here I yeah. feel like like I mean music musically yes very yeah, much like, vocally obviously I'm, it, right. it's totally different but yeah and I remember you playing the drums I played this the, is, I played along to this album a lot yeah but even before you got a drum set I remember sitting in Mark Early's room and you on a pillow mm -hmm. air drumming to this the first snapcase album which was my first show i've ever seen not this album no the first one i said yeah, yeah. looking glass cell yeah i also think about just like vibe drain you like filter. tempo you know and like tempo in, and, in those, and out like, of like double time and whatever like yeah. so influenced by these few bands yeah mm -hmm. and like the 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 space in between like like this the air between stuff you know yeah da -da -da -da. i should have just went yes I the day I die. <laughs> spell my heart for you also, you can't really like rage too. The way Tom Morello, uh, everything is so simple. Like he, I've read interviews where he's like, "Yeah, I've made my whole career playing on two strings." Um, that there's like a lot of power and simplicity. Where like I've, you know, in the demo stage, like overcomplicated shit, and I just like, "Oh, I got to make this simple." It's kind of like Snapcase too, just like the don't 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 like. 
that's a very rage thing too, is just yeah. to kind of like have a groove and make something like simple, you know? That's more like in spirit and less in sound, but yeah, yeah. rage was like a big influence for me as a guitar player. I think there's so much stuff that like, that I see more objectively, like especially in the early days when I wasn't in the band, when it was still Big Blue Monkey, like pre me, mm-hmm. that I, I can see that lines of influence more than maybe you can like as the writers and connect the dots. I mean, even like a riff, like the, in the shadows riff, the verse one, mm-hmm. that's power chords, but I can hear rage and Snapcase and all that shit in there. Dude, another, you know I mean, yeah, totally. Uh, another big one. That like, song was called Hubacase Snap Stank. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Caprio. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally. Because it, it, it was like borderline Hubastank, like radio <laughs> worthy, but it was a Snapcase riff as well. Hey, but so, do you know where Jesus that, Caprio came from? Yeah. What was that? Baseball about? player, right? Fake baseball player from the movie, from the love of the game, for the uh, love of the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Fun like tidbit. Big Blue Monkey, we were just like, we were trying to be Deftones, right? And then right when uh, we all really got into like Blink-182, like remember delivering pizza listens, but I'll try it again. Delivering <laughs> pizza, listening to those live albums where they would just make fun of each other mm-hmm. like during the concert. And then like Finch, remember hearing Finch for the first time? Ooh, Finch was a good one. Yep. I think yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's when we said, all right the new metal stuff, like for us, that was kind of like our awakening to like transitioning to the, more like the, what we call emo, you know? Yeah. We're like, so oh, we're, this can be done. This yeah, is, that's so, like what we thought we should be doing, but yeah, nobody well, yeah, was doing like, it. And was, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this yeah, makes sense. So you started singing and then like, we got really into the Finch stuff, like the Blink-182, like the pop punk emo like stuff. Like the sing-along ability of stuff yeah. like Finch really well, got all, us. Like, I yep. think also, not that like drums have a giant influence on the bait, like the, you know, the, basics of strong songwriting i wasn't as into all that i was into it but like i had different influences that mm-hmm. made different things a little, yeah different yeah. i came from a different background yeah. you were always like ball with the ball the bang, the bang. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like but right like, right like, like sunny day real estate and like yeah. bands like mineral and like emo bands that like that's where like a lot of my drumming influence came from mm-hmm. so it yeah like the the really busy like on the early stuff a lot of like the uh Everybody would talk about how many times you hit your snare. Your snare, oh, like yeah, the busy sure. snare work is a very like <laughs> yeah. sunny day, kind of yeah. like that late, that like 90s kind of. How many times can I hit the snare drum in this verse? Here we but go. Yeah. <laughs> but I think. I, Which you stop doing later in life, but you used to do that a lot. Well, I had, you know, I had to straighten it out a little bit. It was a little too busy. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that Finch record on the way home. It's good as hell, dude. It's Remember we used to drive in the van and sing along to that shit? All, like the whole van? Yeah. That whole record's just one big sing-along, man. Dude, you know yeah, what? but that had a lot to do with us just kind of transitioning from that like 90s uh, fucking rap metal sound, whatever we were doing, into like... Remember we did a showcase know? for Drive Through Records? We did. Yeah. We and really part, like- partly, part, Partially because of them, I think they kind of like mm-hmm. put, yeah. in, put in a good word for us because we got to know them. We went to their CD release at like the House of Blues, Blues or, and, and, oh, and yeah, yeah. we were trying to be friends with them real hard. They were yep. like, yeah, whatever, big blue monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we definitely did that thing you're talking about in the transition out of kind of like the new metal stuff of fusing New York hardcore and West Coast pop punk and like post hardcore, a little post hardcore from East Coast as well. But like whatever like Thrice and Rufio and all those kind of bands were doing and whatever Snapcase... Glass job, sick of it all, VOD, all those kind of that East H2O. versus West, bro. We, we, we were spirit, fusing that. Yeah, shit. we were Midwest. We were doing it all. Yeah, yeah, that, and that makes sense now. Yeah, dude, weird. totally. And in the spirit, I swear that Blink One Eighty Two live album was to me like, all right, we have a license now. We have permission to be like fucking wild and funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. would like, just we talk don't have about to be serious. Yeah, yeah. They would. I just remember delivering you and your Thunderbird. <laughs> uh, just talk like we would listen to that album. And just like I probably let you borrow it, and then you threw it on the ground and scraped it all up and shit. <laughs> oh, dude! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ever let Ryan borrow a CD, you were like, "No, man, you just go ahead and keep that." I rock out hard. Physical CDs are not Ryan's forte. <laughs> I rock out hard. The way like you would pause, a <laughs> fucking CD. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "You just keep that one. I'll go buy another one." It's, it's fine. Cool. I was on my it's way cool. to Best Buy anyway. It's cool. I'm rich. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that like that. I feel like that was. Pr- pivotal in our development is like yep. oh shit like we can we can be like funny we don't have to be like these like dudes just cloaked in fucking sadness like the emo <laughs> scene before it yeah. you know like we can t- talk about each other's moms and be like jackass oh okay sweet yep you know as serious as we are about music we are fucking idiots as well <laughs> yeah yeah so as evidenced by this podcast yes it's yeah. exactly what's happening right now and it's 
it's funny but cool but fully like appropriate. It makes so much sense that the song that sounds maybe the most emo that a lot of people maybe related to their own like romantic relationships in life. Divide and conquer. <laughs> Until the day I die is about us as friends getting along with each with each other. Yeah. Wanting to fucking kill each other, but also just being like bros, you know, till the end kind of shit until the day I die. Bros before hoes. And divide and conquer is about marriage. <laughs> hey, we can be friends to the end. <laughs> so Yeah. It's, it's, cool. it's just a relationship We've, song, but it was definitely written more about our band and, and not love with a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone please get make a sound by love that. with a woman. <laughs> oh, that's good. We're gonna make guys. Like, I love her. <laughs> guys, I love her. We're gonna make like uh, <laughs> we're gonna make like cross stitch like wall hanging things and welcome mats and shit with that quote on it love and sell them in the merch store. <laughs> yeah. Tight. Yeah. Cool. All, All right, right I'm done with you guys. Let's wrap. Let's wrap this shit up. It was a good yeah. uh, influence versus we actually toured with a lot of these bands, so it all kind of made sense today. Yeah. I'm hey, fucking... last thing I'll mention, our boys, Sayosin, were kind of a last minute, last year before we started recording influence on us because they were on the come up and mm-hmm. fucking crushing, unsigned, but like crushing. We did our first headlining tour. They opened for us. Like, get your timelines right, bro. No, remember remember them showing us their shit at the uh, Criterion place in Orange County. I mm. remember them showing us there. Maybe that EP was just took yeah. a while to come out, but mm. yeah. yeah. Like everything they do, that. it takes like seven years for them yeah, to put they it. They had it recorded seven like years. two years before it came out. Yeah. They ruled. They're fucking good awesome. Dudes. Great band. You know what's fucking stellar? This new record we're working on right now, uh, it is really cool. I even texted you this the other day. I can still hear... Early like some, poison. some some of the early saves the day stuff, like in some of the vocal stuff, like that shit that influenced us back in the day is still like seeping into what we do now. And I think that's super cool. You know? Yep. It's I'm always there. there. I'm through being cool guys. <laughs> oh, and on that, that's good. Well done. All right. Um, until Tight. next time, if you want to check us out on social media, we're at story of the year on Instagram at story of the year. On Twitter. Yep. Yep. I'll figure this out one of these days. Story underscore dot period year dot month dot dot we blows <laughs> dot big blue monkey dot fart <laughs> at clown penis dot fart. Um, all my shit's at Adam the Skull. Josh underscore Wills 29. Dan Marsala. I am Ryan Phillips on everything. Really well done, guys. That's a great way for you to say that. I'm so proud of you. Uh, this is the Page Avenue Crew Podcast. Peace out. Now we're